Hey guys, before we get started, I wanted to share a quick word about one of my favorite partners, GlowFX. GlowFX has all your rave and festival accessory and flow toy needs. They have a huge range of products from kaleidoscope glasses and goggles to LED gloves to space whips to diffraction glasses. I am a huge fan of the quality and they have been my go-to brand for the past few years. You guys can save 10% off your orders using code Emma K. That's code Emma K for 10% off. Just click the link in the show notes to shop at GlowFX. Hey guys, in this episode, I am joined by Perry at Party Perry on Instagram. Perry is a Las Vegas raver with a passion for hooping and festival fashion. She's also had some experience modeling for rave brands. So today we talk about the flow arts community and what it's like working with brands as a content creator. Let's go ahead and get into it. Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. Welcome. How are you guys doing? Uh, If there are any new listeners, what is up? I am so excited to have you. You guys, something very exciting happened yesterday that I have to talk about right off the bat here because I'm freaking out. Um, So yesterday I'm just, you know, um, I'm on Twitter, I'm on the Rave Culture Cast account, and I see something in my mentions and I'm like, wait, what? what the fuck and it's spotify podcasts uh sharing i believe it was last week's episode yes with vibe with aid the how to budget for music festivals episode basically recommending the podcast for music festival tips and budgeting tips and i nearly passed out like that is such a huge deal i it was like a pinch me moment and then i go on the rave culture cast instagram account and see that spotify podcast on instagram shared it to their Instagram stories um, with like a little question box saying, you know, what are your festival um, tips and advice or something like that? Honestly, things like this do not happen frequently. And it just was like such a pinch me moment. I literally was in tears. Like it just showed me that this family is growing. This is bigger than me. I am so lucky to share my passions and, you know, hobbies and interests with you guys and like bring us all together into this community and this safe space. And I just was like, oh my God, the you know, we're doing this for the rave community. Like this is so cool that some like Spotify, the platform recommended this podcast. So I can't thank you guys enough for listening to this podcast. Again, if any of you are new and you came in through that recommendation, welcome. I'm so excited to have you here. I this is just like my passion Um, you are all such a huge part of this journey for me and I cannot wait to keep entertaining you each and every week with new episodes new guests and you know I'm just really trying to push myself and this is a huge passion for me I want this to be my full-time job one day like I love content creating more than anything especially for this community and especially when we don't have events right now so I just had to say that off the bat because that was a very, very big moment. So thank you all for listening and watching. You know, if you're enjoying it, um, I would love it if you could share a link with a friend today or share this to your Instagram stories and tag at Rave Culture Cast. Um, We also have an amazing Facebook group community. We have over 500 amazing ravers in there um, and it's always a great time. So you guys can go ahead and join that. There is always a link in the show notes for that. But with all that being said, I'm going to dive right into our affirmation of the week. 
which I love doing these. I hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, any feedback, constructive criticism, my doors are always open. You can always DM me on Instagram or send me an email, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Okay, my affirmation of the week is a little progress each day adds up to big results. A little progress each day adds up to big results. So this affirmation in particular, by the way, if you guys are new to affirmations, these are just things that we're kind of like putting out into the world. You can either write them down, you can say them out loud with me, but um, they're just little things that we're kind of like trying to manifest or little things that we're saying to ourselves to, you know, motivate and encourage ourselves. So this one in particular, I am right now working with 14 women in my first online course. Um, I just you know, launched it and just kicked it off last week by the time this episode comes out. And it's really amazing to see these women who are just beginning. Some of them are just beginning their content creation journey, whether it's through a new YouTube channel or they want to restart their social media content. It's just really exciting to like see the creative energy in this group and see everybody just like excited to create again and share their passions and share their lives online. And I just love it. I don't know what it is about it. Like some of you might know I'm kind of pursuing this social media coaching thing on the side of everything I'm doing because I just love working with content creators and any advice I can share, I want to. Um, So side note, I'm going to be launching one-on-one coaching very, very soon. So if you guys are interested in that, definitely DM me at Emma Capotis because I want to work with people on a one-to-one basis. But anyway, the best advice I can give anyone listening, whether you want to start a podcast, start a YouTube channel, like whatever it may be, is to start now. You don't have to be fully ready. You don't have to be perfect. You just need to start somewhere and use what you have and just start creating content. Go for it. Pursue your passion. You will have so much joy if you truly love something and you just want to share that with others. Um, because like this affirmation, it takes a little bit of progress each and every day to actually add up to something. And I can't stress that enough. It takes time and it takes consistency to finally start to see like the fruit of your labor. Um, and yeah, I can't stress that enough. So yes, our affirmation of the week is a little progress each day adds up to big results. You can apply that to anything in your life. But with all of that being said, today's guest Perry is such a light in this community. She is absolutely wonderful. We've had a lot of exchanges online, um, but I didn't really fully know her story and I wanted her to come on. I just know that she's an incredible hoop artist. Like she's got the flow arts down um, and it's just really incredible. And she shares some tutorials on her page. She also has such fire rave fashion. And I know she's worked with a couple different brands. So today we're going to talk about all those things. We're talking about Vegas. We're talking about flow arts and hooping. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about Rolita Couture and just what it's like working with brands and any advice she has on that for aspiring influencers or content creators and all that good stuff. Um, And then there's, of course, a bonus interview, which will go up tomorrow on the YouTube channel. So definitely check that out. Um, You can connect with her at Party Perry. It's Perry with two Y's at the end. And with all that being said, please join me in welcoming Perry to the podcast. All right, so today I have a very special guest on the podcast who uh, we haven't met in person yet, but I'm super excited for her to share her story with you guys tonight, and you guys can get to know her a little bit better. You might already recognize her from Instagram and all her amazing rave fashion pics, but um, Perry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. 
Thank you for having me. I'm super hyped to be here with you today. <laughs> Yay. Oh my gosh. Well, I, before we get started and jumping into your whole story, could you do a quick introduction to yourself, who you are, where you're from, uh, and what you do? Yeah. Um, my name's Perry. I'm from Las Vegas. I'm 25. I'm currently working in healthcare right now. I just took my LSAT last weekend. I'm applying to law school. Um, so I'll be awesome. going to law school fall 2021. Yay. <laughs> All good vibes and for me for applications. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been raving since literally the day I turned 18. Just living in Vegas, I always knew what EDC was. And I would always watch live streams. My, Me and my mom used to watch live streams together when I was in high school. So just like the moment I turned 18, I was like, I'm ready awesome. to rave. Let's go. And it's <laughs> love with the community ever since. Wow. Do you think because... Cause I actually have some questions. I love Vegas. I'm like, I love all my Vegas ravers. I love going to Vegas. Do you think because of like where you grew up, you were into EDM or like what got you into electronic dance music in the first place? I really think Skrillex because okay. Skrillex the first EDM artist on the radio. And that was like when I was like started to drive, like mm -hmm. I was 17, I was driving and Skrillex was on the radio and like cinema came out and it was just, mm -hmm so hard not to love dance music at the time and then of course like the club scenes there's like DJs so I always knew what DJs were out there mm -hmm. and just realizing um I think it was the EDC movie on Netflix and I watched it and I was like yeah this is a <laughs> lot of stuff like this seems amazing and then just had to go there. <laughs> yeah oh my god I love it and you so I was like doing some digging you went to the University of Las Vegas too right yes mm -hmm. oh yeah. my god what was that experience like um it was fun it was crazy um I wasn't in any Greek life I wish I was to get like that full experience but my college experience, I worked at the gym on campus okay did four and a half years so you finish when you finish but <laughs> the best I met so many great people um, but it was, we always had something going on. I feel it was nice. Um, UNLV is literally like a mile from the strip. Right. Oh my God, <laughs> I cannot even imagine. So did people like, I mean, it's a pretty big school. Did people go out in Vegas or is that not a thing? You just stayed on campus pretty much. Um, I still live at home. I didn't live yeah. on, <laughs> um, but I feel like a lot of locals, um, they don't live on campus. Right. Um, would still go out like when me and my friends, when we all turned 21, we were like going to bars every weekend, like getting guest lists, to all the yeah. clubs. <laughs> Always had that excitement. Like, I can't wait to be 21. And growing up in Vegas, not being 21 sucks. There's nothing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I cannot even imagine. That's insane. And so what made you want to go to law school? Everything last summer with Black Lives Matter and all that movement. Mm -hmm. My grandma's a lawyer and I never wanted to do wow. that Oh, I want to do something else. And then, you know, just real, realizing like my own privilege of, you know, being able to go to school and having my bachelor's degree. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like going to law, it will help me help other people. I feel like that's my purpose. Mm -hmm. um, more valued <laughs> in law. Wow. That's <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Because you said you're in healthcare now. So I was just curious, like what made that switch? Okay, nice. And so are you trying to stay local? Or are you applying to schools everywhere? I want to stay local because my family's here. My man's here. My job's yep. here. So just 
<laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. Fingers across for you. I can't even imagine how hard that testing was. <laughs> um, okay. So I want to ask obviously about your whole raving story. You told us a little bit about like when you got into it, but can you sort of take us through your whole, you know, evolution? Like, what was it like when you first started? Were you going to shows locally? Was it bigger music festivals? Like, how did you really get involved in the scene? Yeah, so my first rave, um, I think I like just turned 18. It was Life in Color, Bro Safari. Mm -hmm. And I didn't rave for like a full year. Um, And then I got into college and going to college, everyone was like, I'm going to EDC and meeting more people. Um, There's a local um, event company called Revelation. And Revelation, they have just so many events every single weekend, like literally every single weekend, they have something going on. So meeting in college and be like, are you going to this Revelation event? And I went to three or four Revelation events and I was like, I have to go to EDC. It's done. And you invite me. I like put the EDC like on my credit card. I was like, I'm going. Yep. Nice. Oh my God. How many have you done? Do you go every year? I've been to EDC five times. I didn't go obviously in 2020 and then I didn't do 2019. 2019 was the last year that okay. I have since I was 19 I just want to explore more festivals I really want to do movie cruise that would that's like my dream festival would do yeah that's such a good one oh my god yeah because that's going to be January 2022 that they just announced that that's going to happen did you buy tickets yet no I'm scared to buy tickets yeah yeah I feel you you on that but no that's such a good one I think the cruise I was watching somebody's YouTube video. I think it was BB Howell's video today. And she was talking about cruises and I, I feel like I slept on those. And obviously now we don't even have the opportunity to do them, but I'm so, I so wish I would have done one before I've heard nothing but good things about Groove Cruise. You'd probably absolutely love that. <laughs> and raving. It just seems like a really good time. All in one yet. What kind of music are you into? Who are some of your favorite artists? I'm a bass head. I wouldn't call myself a headbanger because I like to move like all parts of my body. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Call me out of rail. Like I'm in the back for sure. Um, but hooping and doing flow arts really got me into house and deep house. So like mm. everything, my favorite artist, I'd say my top five right now, Jaws, Zedstead, Son Holo. I love Son Holo. I really, he performs at my wedding one day. <laughs> That's amazing. Sudden death in snails. I'm really big snails. I've been to um, Snailtopia and Red Rock three times. Wow. Damn. Okay. Yeah. That's so funny. I feel like I, I kind of picked that up from your profile a little bit, but I love, cause I would guess on your hours appearance, totally. That's like totally judging, but I would think you're a house or a deep house, like head but not a base head that's fucking awesome oh my god no rail for you at all you never in the mosh pit <laughs> oh far away from the mosh pit. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome yeah so at edc then do you have a favorite um base pod stage like the, the design of it honestly no this is gonna sound like really bad because i'm a base head i don't really <laughs> base pod i feel like all my artists that i really like are always at cosmic meadow Yes. Oh my God. hundred percent. No, they do. They have cosmic meadows nice because it's kind of similar to circuit grounds where it's like eclectic. It's like a couple of different genres. It's not too specific, but do you have, are there any like standout sets in your mind from cosmic meadow? Yes. 2018 Son Holo, 
he like opened up with the most beautiful guitar solo and you could just tell he put so much like energy and emotion into it. Uh, that's a good one. <laughs> Another one. Anytime there's fireworks and being in the stands is amazing. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I a hundred percent agree. With you. Ah, I miss it so much. It hurts. Um, okay. You kind of touched on this a little bit, so I'm just going to just hop into the hooping questions, but so you, have some amazing videos on your profile, which I love. You have some tutorials and stuff like that, but how did you first get into it? Like what made you decide to pick up a hoop and start hooping? I always wanted to be a flow artist just to like give back to the community. I just feel like every time you get a um, flow show from someone, it's just so like authentic and so real. And you really like bond with someone, like you end up trading candy. It just, mm -hmm really it makes the raving experience I feel so I always wanted to do something to give back to the community I tried shuffling I am so bad at it like <laughs> I, just, I don't have any coordination and then I had a hula hoop from just like Walmart in my garage and I just put up one day and then YouTube just got in the rabbit hole of YouTube of trying to learn hoop tricks and my boyfriend at the time, we're not together anymore. He was like, yeah. so he was like, you're not going to get good at this. You're, you know, like, why are you wasting your time and money? And then I got good and he was like, oh, okay, you're good. And I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm dumping your ass. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I can't believe you'd say that. What the hell? And then just practicing and just hooping. I've been hooping for, it'll be five years in July. Wow. Holy crap. Oh my God. Yeah. So I was going to ask in the beginning, is it just like a ton of practicing? Like, are you just doing it at home all the time or were you bringing it to shows like to every event you were going to as well? Keeping at home, I've yeah. only brought my hoop to two shows. Okay. <laughs> it's just so big and I hate carrying it. <laughs> okay. I feel that. <laughs> well, yeah. like Want a collapse, collapsible, collapsible hoop <laughs> in my backpack for shows, but I haven't really found a good one that I feel it worth is spending money. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. I feel like it'd be good. Have you done any camping festivals? I've done one nocturnal. Okay. That's, I was going to say that'd be like the only case if you could like maybe take it out, then go back to your tent, drop it off for a little bit. But I, I could see it's the same thing as a totem. That's why I've never brought a totem really. I'm like, I would get sick of holding this after a fucking hour. <laughs> yeah. And then I love hooping. It's definitely more of a home thing. I don't recommend hooping in your house. If you're a first time hooper, you will break something. <laughs> I got yelled at a lot of times for throwing my hoop and breaking stuff in my house. So definitely. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn. Okay. And so do you have, um, any favorite, well, you kind of touched on it, but any favorite types of music to hoop to? Deep house for sure. Um, I love AC Slater, that night bass mm -hmm. <laughs> label is really good. Chami and Mala. I love both of them together and separate. They're yeah. really nitty gritty. I've been really into him recently. He's a good mix of like bass to mm -hmm. how he like did a remix of Love Shack and it's amazing. I don't even know how a DJ could do it, but it's a really good remix. <laughs> and he really like Deep House Jaws. Well, those mm -hmm. are two hoop flows. I love dubstep, but it's just too crazy and too fast that I feel like okay. I don't know what I'm doing and I just lose control <laughs> of the hoop. 
there's something so like you touched on it. Like there's something so cool about seeing flow arts too at events. Like I totally think that it is such a huge part of the culture and it wouldn't feel the same if people didn't have like all the flow toys and things like that at events. It's just, I don't know. It's just so much a part of the culture. And you just made me remember a hooper at base pod in 2019 at EDC Las Vegas, I remember she was hooping to, oh God, I think it was champagne drip or something like that. And I was just so transfixed standing <laughs> behind her. I think I was like watching her the whole fucking time, but I don't know. Like, what do you think it is about hooping or other flow arts? That's so like alluring, I guess you could say. I think because you don't see anywhere else, like where else do you see someone mm-hmm. like being besides like Las Vegas on like Fremont Street, like <laughs> like orbiting or pointing, you don't really see it anywhere else in raving or besides like the raving community. Even right. um, I feel like hip hop festivals or you. I don't, I've never been to Coachella, so please correct me, someone. <laughs> I feel like they would even have a lot of flow arts at like Coachella. Like I feel like it's just more part of right. the raving culture. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with you. That's so true. Same thing with like the gloving and all of that stuff. I keep saying this on this podcast, but I just feel like everybody's had so much time to practice now. So I can't wait to see the skills at events when this is over, because now there's gonna be so many more glovers and so many more hoopers, I would hope. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be awesome. Do you have, um, like, how many hoops do you have at home? Do you have like a favorite one to use? They're all my favorites. They're all my baby. (laughs) recommend again to hooping do different sizes so you can just I feel like the more challenges you have with the hoop the better you get just do different sizes different widths but I have about 10 hula hoops right now I'm hooping with a 28 inch hoop Mm -hmm. but I started if you want to start start larger so I recommend 32 to 34 but right now I'm with a 28 inch Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, so just to get like a little technical, I know it's hard without like actually demonstrating it, but so what is the difference? So if people don't understand, it's not like an actual hula hoop that you would use around your waist. Like they are all built to be like wider in diameter, correct? It depends. Um, I would say it is like a hula hoop on your waist. They do have weighted ones that are for working out, but they're just a little bit lighter. Um, okay. Poly Pro, which I typically use, it's just a little bit lighter than a hoop that you would find at like Walmart or Target. Okay. And then um, there's another type of hoop. Oh, I'm losing the name of it. It's, I think it's Hydro Poly and it's a little bit heavier. Okay. Yes. Got it. And you have, do you have all light up ones as well? <laughs> or like LED hoops? I have three LED ones. So dope. Oh my God. I love it. (laughs) What's been like for people who are just going to start out with hooping, like what was like some of the most challenging moves for you? Is there like anything you struggled with in particular? Isolations for sure. And isolations is the coolest thing to do. I recommend it's all in your shoulder. You really just need to like rotate your shoulder, get it all loose. Mm -hmm. So you can all the way around to do the full circle of isolation isolation I struggled with but is worth the struggle and um hand spinnings I just got into when you just spin the hoop over your hand and catch it they're just called hand spins oh, okay it's really hard to get just the timing is really 
hard about it, but once you get it, it's just, so once you just get the timing with hooping, it just comes so naturally. For sure. Who are you like, who are you looking at to do all this? Like, do you have a lot of the same moves down or are you following people like on YouTube or on social media that you look at for new stuff? Who got me really into it was Deanne Love. She is like the queen of hula hooping. She has a whole um, YouTube channel. She's a beginning, like intermediate. She has like stuff just for shoulders, how to hoop with your knees. So I started with her and I watched her whole beginning series probably about a hundred times now. And she's um, at breaking it down. Um, I got to shout my girl Mango Flows. She's a really good um, hooper and she's only been hooping for a couple years and she inspires me. She's super good. Awesome. I'm going to have to go look up all these people now. <laughs> Is there any, um, any groups you're a part of, like any flow art community groups or like, were there any meetups at festivals or anything like that? I haven't done a meetup before. I'm kind of in a flow community with my friends. I met, I actually met them at Spring Awakening. I got to go to this backstory now. Oh, nice. And I talked to my best friend, Kaya. She's from Minnesota and I met her in Chicago at Spring Awakening and we just connected instantly and we've been best friends since. So two years ago, we went to Ubby Dubby together in Texas and she brought all of her Minnesota friends and they have a huge flow community in Minnesota. And then okay. I with them and now I'm just a part of their little flow community now. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. I was going to ask you earlier, actually. Yeah. Like who, who do you rave with? Do you have a rave fam that you go to like all the shows with pretty much? I have a little rave fam. Me and my boyfriend always go together. And then he has a roommate that raves. And then his roommate friends, they all rave. So we just pack the car and go. <laughs> and do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> what was the last um, event you went to pre-COVID? Blunts and Blondes with Dirt Monkey um, in February. It's been a, almost a whole year since I Damn. raved. And I left early. I'm so mad. <laughs> I know there are so many things now that you're just like I can't believe I did that I think about EDC Las Vegas all the time like the three nights you're so tired and I think we left at like 3 30 one night and I'm like why the fuck didn't I go see that set I'm so mad at myself never again when this is all over we will stay we will stay the extra minute but where um this is probably a dumb question but where are like local shows for you do you have to go to the strip or are there other venues like nearby you mostly on the strip Hard Rock Live is a great venue, but honestly, I've always had the best times there. It's small and it's very intimate. Uh, World Market Center, it's kind of set up in a tent. I saw Chami and Mala there, and it was like an underground, like warehouse theme. It was good. I snuck in. It was was fun. I love Uh, that. What's another? Those two... Thomas and Mac, they actually have some raves at UNLV, like where they play um, oh. basketball and Thomas and Mac, <laughs> they have some raves there. Damn. Yeah. Oh okay. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. I was gonna say, oh, I miss these shows so much. We'll have, we'll have them eventually to go back to, but it's pretty cool that you're kind of like in such an amazing area for EDM in general. Like I'm sure the scene is so weird and different now, but how far are you located from the strip? I'm about like 20, 30 minutes away. Okay. 
That makes sense. I feel like most people are in anywhere near <laughs> it, right? And then um, it's Henderson and it's about 15, 20 minutes. Just it's all freeway. Okay. That's not too bad. So for EDC, when you go, were you just going home probably, right? Yeah, I would go home. I do the shuttles every year. I've never drove nice. down. They're like, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. The traffic, no transportation option is like good with EDC. Like the shuttles probably got better over the last few years, but after the catastrophe in 2017, it's like, I'm taking a break. <laughs> that was the only bad experience I had to be yeah. honest. They worked it out. Pasquale is the king. He always did. 100%. I know. We stand, Pasquale. <laughs> um, okay. Last few questions about hooping. Uh, any advice for people who want to get into hooping? Videos are your best friends. Um, watch a lot of tutorials. Dean loves a great one. Definitely start with a big hoop. Um, 34 to 38 inches um, mm -hmm. is great. Practice outside. Do not practice in your house. You will break something. <laughs> something. And then don't give, give up. It's going to be frustrating and you're going to feel like that you're not going to be able to do it, but you will. It's just yeah. all about you put on your favorite song, go to a park, watch it. My favorite thing to do is watch the sunset. Let's go to the park. And yep. Just so pretty. And when, like, how often are you filming content as well? Cause I know you have like a couple tutorials on your page, but is it like important to you to share those and like integrate that with the other content that you're doing? I want to, I want to start having like a mix of both. I had a couple of tutorials. Mm -hmm. I do have a couple of tutorials on my page and I'm just not a good editor. I guess one would say, I just don't have the time and I yeah. want put an effort and put the time and put good content for hooping tutorials but I want to be better and have a mixture of both I don't want to have a separate hooping page I just feel like that'd be right. already so hard to do content for one page <laughs> yeah no it's a part of it's totally a part of you and yeah in your content already I would keep it together I would you should go live I would totally watch you just do like a 10 minute session I just think it's so cool to watch especially at night if you have like the led hoop go live let us see one of your sessions <laughs> it was amazing oh thank you <laughs> it's fun I feel like it's like a little nerve-wracking at first but it's good people can watch them later too which is always good but I feel like with the flow arts they're just I don't know I follow a lot of glovers as well but I think there's just something so cool about it and TikTok TikTok is a good place to be <laughs> more into TikTok for sure I have a couple of videos it's just so much easier to take photos of yourself than it is to make a video and edit I feel you. I know. Well, so that you brought me to my next topic to address with you, which is all of your amazing at-home photo shoots that you've been doing. So we were talking offline a little bit, but what is the key to nailing down a good at-home photo shoot? <laughs> Definitely prepare. I try to like put on my outfit and everything, figure out what facials I want to wear before. So I'm not like scrambling, but like, wow, I'm trying to take my photos. Like, where's this? Does this look mm -hmm. good? Can I add this? Just have everything together. Definitely invest in a backdrop. I was really, I didn't want to do it at first. I was like, I don't want to waste money, but it's definitely worth it. Like mm -hmm. I've taken probably over like 20, maybe photo shoots now with my backdrop. So yeah. I've been like a dollar less like per photo shoot. And the more I use it, you know, yeah. <laughs> it works out definitely invest in a ring light you don't have to buy like an 80 dollar 
ring light. You can get something mm -hmm. on your phone. I, at first when I, I now have a really good ring light, but like at first I just had a $10 ring light that I just like attached to my iPhone. Yeah, I have one of those. Yeah, and just made it work. So you don't need huge, fancy, expensive equipment. Right. Know. Yeah, I feel you on that. No, and the photos, I was going to ask you about your lighting because your lighting always looks so good in your pictures, but we're doing, everybody's doing the best they can with, honestly, like it's been amazing to see everybody like step up and especially like to support the rave brands as well with all of the collections that they're coming out with. Um, how would you describe your style to somebody listening, your rave style? That's a hard one. I would say edgy princess because I love all the black like looks with like chains and stuff but I'm mm -hmm. such a girl like my favorite color is pink so <laughs> <laughs> I feel that I feel that well it's good because it kind of like matches both sides of your personality you got a little bit of the bass head in there you got a little house vibes and you can kind of rock it at anything do you have um any favorite I know it's hard it's like picking a favorite child but any favorite rave brands or like festival fashion brands that you like to wear Lita Couture just because I love Rosa I've modeled for them several times I they just have such a special place in my heart like we're now just good friends they also live in Vegas yeah so um just have a I just love them and the doing <laughs> Freedom rave wear is always a good one. They mm -hmm. always have. I love their swim line, um, Lost Swim. Never say Lost Swim. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then Brit Blossoms. I love her accessories. And then Nomad Candy. Shout out to my girl, Lauren. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I love that necklace. <laughs> Seriously, no, they all have. I actually, I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah, so you modeled with Rolita Couture a couple times. One, how did that happen? Like, how did that come to be? And two, what was it like being a part of those photo shoots? Completely random. I honestly want to say that I manifested it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know Rosa at all. I, this girl named Heather, I met her at Phoenix Lights four or five years ago mm -hmm. and came in town to Vegas for a photo shoot with them. And so I saw she was in Vegas and we've always, you know, messaged each other, reacted to each other's story, just, you know, mm -hmm. each other's lives on social media. So she was in Vegas and I was like, Hey girl, like I live in Vegas. I'd love to like see you again. And she's like, yeah, I'm down. We got tacos of Gordo. I met her. Rosa nice. We went on the link. Um, which is like the largest Ferris wheel in the world. Yep. <laughs> and it was, we've, we've just been friends ever since. Two weeks later, Rosa DM'd me and asked if I'd want to model for her. Wow, that's so cool. I know, I love that she's in Vegas and it's so cool to see um, like the little rave den that she just built and now she's going to have like shoots and stuff there. I'm, I When COVID is over, I'm flying out to Vegas just to go. <laughs> <laughs> and visit that but um yeah you were a couple you were part of a couple of them can you talk a little bit about like what it's like working with Rolita Couture because the amazing thing about her is obviously her saying is like sexy has no size and so she like represents all different types of women so yeah what's it like working with her very comfortable for sure her husband Eric is like so accommodating I'm allergic to gluten and they always like okay. get a and stuff and he always like goes out of his way to find like gluten-free food for me it's he's really accommodating shout out to eric <laughs> <laughs> when i guess i'll go from like step one so we get there we get our makeup done we just like hang out and chill 
everyone's super friendly. We've all modeled together a lot. Most of the models do live here in Vegas and we do spend mm -hmm. time with each other, like not working and modeling. Yeah. So just do makeup, um, catch up, eat some food, take photos. It's just kind of just like a hangout. We're just all really comfortable with each other. Um, my photo shoot with them was really nerve wracking, but I feel like the more you're in front of the camera, you just get more comfortable with yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I was going to ask you about like tips on that, but is that, um, you talked about manifesting a little bit. Is that a goal for you? Would you want to work with other, um, brands as well? I do. Yeah. Like so bad. I've been like saying that like, all oh, this year I made a vision board for the first time ever. Ooh, I love it. Basically like seeing like what I want to manifest and I've been like writing down my goals. Mm-hmm. And earlier this year, I told myself, and I was like, I really want to be on Rave Culture Cast. I really just want to be yes. Cast. And literally, last week, you messaged me, and I was like, no way. Like, I <laughs> told myself this last week, but I really want to do this. <laughs> that is so cool. Oh, my God. I love that. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. No, I seriously, like you've been somebody that I wanted to talk to for a while because I just feel like there's so many people in this space that are like, you are so consistent with your posts and I love what you're doing. And I always think that just everything you're putting together is so cool. And I love your personality. And then I kind of just want to hear like the stories behind that because you know, somebody online, but I really want to like actually hear your story and get to know you better. So I'm so glad we could connect on this, but that's awesome. What other goals did you have for the year? <laughs> if you want to share. I wanted to get a promotion, which I did. I just got a promotion weeks ago. Um, okay. Share my platform more, like going on podcasts, hopefully modeling for another brand, get into law school, finally move in with my boyfriend. Aw. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's really be um, more present with my family. I'm blessed that I have my health. I'm blessed my mm -hmm. family our health and just really I'm such a busy person I'm like go 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 like I'm always like checklist and I do this and very right. perfectionist so I really just want to calm down and relax this year <laughs> yep I feel that a hundred percent. I'm totally there with you. I, it's, I love this. I hope you can look back on this and we can manifest this. And when you get into law school, be like, yep, check, 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 getting everything off the list. That's so awesome. It does. I mean, obviously going into the, this year, it was like really difficult because we, you know, it just becoming a new year is not going to change the situation of everything we're in. But at the same time, it is nice to have like a clean slate and to just say to yourself, okay, like moving forward, what do I want to accomplish? Like, what do I want my life to look like this year? And then just like roll with the punches from there. So it is nice just to like start fresh and kind of come into the year with new goals. Mine, I have one similar to you about being more present as well. Cause I feel like this whole past year, the days kind of just like blur into one another. And I feel like we're all just rushing for this to be over with so we can get back to like a normal life. But then you just realize you're rushing like a year of your life away and that's not fun either so I definitely feel you on being present so crazy with the virus and how everything got shut down and closed mm -hmm. and I, time should have went by slow but I feel like 2020 still flew by I don't yeah. know where my time went it wasn't having fun <laughs> <laughs> You just disappeared and left. A hundred percent. I know. And 
So with everything with social media, I know because you have you have a big girl job and you are applying to law school and stuff like that. So where does like your social media and your content fall into all of the other stuff you're doing? Um, unfortunately, on the back burner, when you said I was consistent, I was like, for real? <laughs> <laughs> um, I really try my best because it's hard because I, I'm working and I want to have a good relationship with my family and in my mm-hmm. relationship. So I do, most of my content I make is on the weekends. I try to have like one content day on the weekend and then mm-hmm. just, just edit the photos, write the captions, plan the yeah. outfits for the following week. Yeah, and just do that. I think that's like, that's the best way kind of to do it because people are busy. People have lives and responsibilities and other things going on. And obviously these platforms are not making it any easier for us <laughs> to have like any growth or anything like that. So no, it definitely, it definitely is tricky, but no, I, I think you're doing great with all of your content. You're being authentic to yourself and it's awesome to see the outfits and the hooping and all that fun stuff. Um, what else is kind of coming up for you next? Like, what are you most excited about right now? Um, I have a couple of things I'm excited for, but they're a secret. I have some secret projects Ooh, okay. going on, but I'm excited next month. Um, I'm going to do a little raven. So finally go get out the house. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so exciting. That. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to tune in. I'm going to have to check in with you in like a month <laughs> and see what's going on with everything. But um, my last few questions here before I let you go, um, if somebody else wants to be in your position and they want to, you know, either work with rave brands and do modeling or do anything else, like what advice would you have to people who want to start like working with festival brands? Don't expect them to come to you. Um, besides that one case I mentioned with Rolita, she did come to me, but a lot of the brands that I work with now and the takeovers that I've done, I've reached out to those brands. Don't go to a brand and ask for free stuff, you know, mm-hmm. buy the clothes first, take cute photos, but then reach out and introduce yourself. Um, I've, all the brand ambassadorships that I apply, like just don't go on the website and apply be like go in their dms and be like Mm -hmm. hey i'm blah 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 i'm super interested do you have a brand ambassador and they'll send you the exact same link that you would have done online but at least you started that connection with them and they know who you are they're not you're not just a name on a piece of paper yeah no that's great advice and thank you for saying that about the free product. Cause it, it would be people, I think people would be surprised to know like how many brands get DMS like that all the time, just like asking for a free product. And that's like, I've heard it from pl- plenty of brand owners who are like, that's definitely not the way <laughs> to approach us. <laughs> oh my God. Not fun at all. Do you have any brands that are like you or like dream collabs or anybody you would love to work with? still? um, dream collabs. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't really thought about it just because I feel like a lot of the least rave brands I already work with, mm-hmm. um, Rave Mahinta, Hinta, I'm not a brand ambassador with her. That'd be amazing to really connect with her. She has amazing products. Every line that she puts out is cool and amazing. Yeah. I would love to like maybe go into like skincare or makeup if Sephora has an ambassador program (laughs) (laughs) that'd be so awesome yep but um, I guess dream collab being I guess more makeup and skincare I think that would be my next step 
Ooh, I love it. We, we're manifesting so many things in this episode, so I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited for you. Um, thank you so much for spending the time with me tonight. I genuinely appreciate it. And it was awesome getting to know a little bit more about you and your life. And um, before I let you go, can you plug your social handles? Where can everybody connect with you online? Yes, um, my at is Party Perry, Party P-A-R-T-Y, Perry, P-E-R-R-Y-Y. Um, you can find me on Instagram, TikTok. That's pretty much it. I don't have a Twitter. I want to make a Twitter, but I've heard it's toxic. So I don't know if I really <laughs> want to. Please follow me on Instagram. I have some hoop tutorials on there. I'm very positive. You get some daily affirmations if you follow me. I'll follow you back. What's good? It's not a family, it's not a community. <laughs> I love it. Yes. Oh my God. Everybody go show Perry some love. Go check out her videos and all that stuff. Yeah. Twitter. Twitter's a whole beast in itself. It's like a difficult time right now to be on Twitter, to be honest with you. And you've got a lot going on, but yeah, I so appreciate your time. Perry, hang tight. Everybody else, I will be back in a minute with EDM News. Alrighty, you guys, welcome back. Huge shout out to Perry for coming on today's episode. It was so much fun talking to her. And I'm just like such a fan of what she does. And I can't wait to see more of her content. Um, And congrats on school. Fingers crossed, guys, that she gets into the grad school she wants to get into. Um, But this is all really, really exciting. And I hope you guys enjoyed this interview. Again, please go show her some love and support at Party Perry on Instagram. And what else, you guys? I'm going to just jump into EDM news here, I think. I have a couple things to go over. So I'm going to start with this. This was actually a link that somebody shared in our Facebook group community, which I thought was really cool. So Tomorrowland basically helped design a roller coaster in Belgium, which is really cool. Um, They have some pictures of it already, but there's basically a theme park in Belgium um, and it's called the Ride to Happiness by Tomorrowland, which is the first extreme spinning coaster in Europe. It's expected to have a wide variety of features that will blow the minds of roller coaster lovers. It's expected to go at least 56 miles per hour with two launches, rotating carriages, and five inversions, which is so cool. And it says it's coming summer 2021. So you can see some like drawings online of what it's going to look like, but it's bringing all of the Tomorrowland vibes. So if you guys are local to the area or you plan on traveling there at some point and you're a fan of Tomorrowland, I would definitely recommend checking that out. Um... One thing I saw from Tritonal, which I thought was really cool, they uh, had a tweet come out basically teasing their next album, and they noted that it is over an hour in length. It is entirely written front to back in one Logic Pro X file. Track count is 217 tracks. It's one big cohesive, ethereal, and meditative piece of music in which there are no breaks in the audio, which is super interesting and innovative, so I'm really excited to hear that when that comes out and just sort of like pick it apart and see what they did but I think that's really cool it's it's amazing to see these art like artists pushing themselves and trying something new so yeah tritonal fans get excited for that speaking of more music um some of you may have seen this seven lions blessed us with a 1999 trance classics remix of his hit song rush over me it's so good guys I mean there's just nothing like when he drops some trance classics kind of vibes in some of his live stream sets um and it's just always so good I love how I mean we know I'm a stan but I just love how he can be like super melodic dubstep and bring like all of the fire and like intensity with that and then the man can go to like a 1999 trans classic remix so it's so good um he also teased that he has a new EP coming out 
basically in the same vein, uh, remixing some of his hits. So yeah, that should be coming in February. Um, Camel Fat, also there was news that they are launching a publishing joint venture. So Sony ATV and Camel Fat renewed their deal, which it said includes a publishing joint venture. So they are signed to Sony's record label RCA, which is one of the company's four flagship labels. And then they're basically going to be launching um, a new label, which is really, really cool. I mean, Camel Fat at this point has such an incredible career. Um, And they had a new album come out, which was amazing. So it said, the duo had this to say, we're really happy to continue working with David and his team. We have known each other for a while now, and our admin deal was of great benefit to us. As we could see firsthand the team's support and knowledge, we're really excited to make it official. And with our own publishing imprint, it was important for us to help find and nurture the new, fresh, and emerging talent. We look forward to what the future holds together. So that's going to be really, really cool. Um... More, I have a lot of music updates. Morning music. If you guys are Solardo fans, bitch. If you're a househead, if you love Tech House, you're going to be into Solardo. Um, they also have their record label, Sola, which I've found a lot of new artists that I find like really, really intriguing on them. So they said, 2021 is the time for new beginnings. Sola Music presents the new 15-track comp, giving you an insight into what the dance floor would sound like now. Um, this was as of, oh gosh... When, when did they post this? It's probably going to be like a week or two by the time you guys hear this, but I'm really excited to hear what they come out with. Again, it's probably going to give us all the tech house vibes we know and love. So I'm really, really excited for them. Okay, some festival news. Actually, let me let me do my last music news. Excision fans, he just came out with a collab with Sullivan King called Unbound. Really, really exciting. I feel like all of the like metalhead dubstep fans are going to be a big fan of that and Sullivan King is actually he has an EP coming out as well so that was really cool okay festival news so Glastonbury I don't know if anybody's listening has attended Glastonbury but this is like a premier staple festival in the UK Um, and they unfortunately just announced that they are canceling their event for this year no surprise there I'm pretty sure COVID has been pretty rough in the UK um But needless to say, very upsetting to Glastonbury fans. So they said that they are going to be hopefully making a comeback in 2022, which I don't know. I don't I'm not going to get too into it. This has like been long enough already, but um, it's just kind of becoming the trend this year already where we're seeing events push to fall or some of them are even saying like we're scrapping 2021 altogether and we're just going to start over in 2022, which fair enough. Um, but we will just have to wait and see. I I get questions like on a daily basis of whether or not I think EDC Las Vegas is going to happen. And I can say I pretty much have the same information that you guys have. I would assume we are going to hear something as soon as they have an announcement. But unfortunately, it seems to be that the vaccine rollout is going slower than we thought, because I remember they were saying like, oh, millions and millions of Americans will be vaccinated by the end of January. And it seems to be a little slower. And obviously the the age range of people attending music festivals is going to skew on the younger side. And we are probably going to be some of the last people to get the vaccine. So I don't know. May might be too close to call for that size of an event. So we're going to have to wait and see um, what happens with that. But anyway, I just got totally sidetracked. (laughs) I will like the minute I hear EDC Las Vegas news, you guys, you will be the first to know. Okay. Um, We did get some Electric Forest news, not officially from the festival, let me be clear, but it was picked up by Festival and then, you know, all the EDM news 
segments and everything like news sites ran with it but basically the Rothbury Village Council which is the local council there um I don't the fact that people get like the records from this and like pay attention to the council meetings like honestly good on you it's like crazy but basically they approved um some dates in June for the festival to happen this year and then they also approved alternative dates August 12th to the 15th and August 19th to the 22nd. So just keep those dates open anyway in case you have tickets. Um, But just because the council approved those dates doesn't mean that it will happen. Obviously, like a lot of things have to go right for it to happen. So I hope that we get an official update from the festival soon because we don't even know the June dates yet. And like your girl has a wedding in the middle of June for my best friend so I'm praying that they do not put electric forest on the same date as my best friend's wedding because that would be tragic okay um I think the last thing I want to say is there there is news of an Armin Van Buren ASOT festival coming in 2021 uh this is his staple a state of trance Um, label and so basically he just had his 1000th episode of his ASOT radio show which was really cool and then he announced that there will be the first show will take place Saturday September 3rd guys I'm gonna butcher this in its usual home of Yarsburg in Utrecht oh fuck I butchered that sorry (laughs) and the second performance is the next day on Sunday September 4th so yeah it's gonna be abroad but if any of you guys like can travel for that that's probably gonna be fucking amazing so um in order to gain access to the exclusive fan presale that starts on january 28th um you can go to festival.estateoftrance.com slash backslash register festival.estateoftrance.com backslash register to register for tickets and then they go on sale january 30th at 1 p.m okay so that's pretty much all my edm news guys Whew, that was a lot uh now we're gonna get into my song of the week recommendations and then we'll wrap this whole thing up All right, guys, I have three different recommendations this week. So first and foremost, you need to listen to Vanessa's new song because of the beat. Guys, oh my God. If you are a house fan, this song is such a fucking banger. I cannot even talk about it. It kind of gives me like tech house vibes, but with an edge. Um, It just the song makes me want to act up. That's all I have to say. It gives me like club vibes. Um, Vanessa has been somebody I've had my eye on for a while. Um, she's an incredible house artist. So definitely listen to her newest track because of the beat. It's so good. Um, okay. Dimension is another person that I mentioned somewhat recently. Um, I'm new to him as an artist. His new song alive is awesome. I really, really love it. I just love what he's been doing. I don't know. He has such an interesting sound. You guys can let me know. DM me if you're a Dimension fan or if you've been like a fan for a while. Um, But his song Alive has this like beautiful ethereal kind of like trance vibes, but then the drops are definitely drum and bass. So I don't know. Like if you guys are new to drum and bass, it's such a good intro to that and it's such an interesting sound like I don't think trance and drum and bass is like a combination but he makes it work um so I'm really really into that so check out Alive by Dimension and then lastly I really have been loving Blau's new song um I think it's amazing and it's kind of got like it's a good vibey house track it's a little bit more melodic with some amazing vocals on it 
I don't think I said the name of it. It's called Everything. <laughs> it's Blau and Funk and Matt together. Um, and Frawley is a vocalist, I believe. So yeah, it's a little bit more melodic, a little bit more down tempo, but still, um, if you guys like Deep House, it kind of gives me those vibes. Um, but yeah, it's just nice. It's a fun, vibey, more chill house track. So those are my three recommendations of the week. They're always um, linked in the YouTube video if you guys watch this on YouTube. But with all that being said, you know, I had a very long intro and outro this week. I hope you guys don't mind. Um, a huge shout out again to at Party Perry for coming on this week. I loved getting to know her and sharing her story with you guys. So I was super excited about that. Go show her some love and support. Um, check out her hooping and all that fun stuff. And again, I can't thank you guys enough for listening. If you are enjoying the content, something that would be a huge help would be to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you guys listen. Uh, I also have a merch line out, which I am such a big fan of. That is always linked in the show notes as well, you guys. So you can pick up a beanie or a long sleeve or a hoodie or a mug, whatever you're feeling. That is always linked there, and I appreciate the support. Um, More to come on that. I have been sitting on more merch designs since the summer I think like back when I first designed this core launch which is basically the the logo I kept it super clean I have designed a ton of other designs with like a bunch of sayings and things like that that are just like general for EDM fans and for ravers so more to come on that I just posted some polls on my Instagram stories Um, I will be doing another family Zoom call in February. So if you aren't already a part of the Facebook group, definitely go and join so you don't miss out on that coming up. Uh, And I hope to get a lot of your feedback on future merch launches because I definitely want to dive into that pretty soon. But anyway, with all that being said, thank you guys so much for watching and I will be back next Wednesday with a new episode. Bye guys. Bye guys.